You're listening to the Dating Diaries podcast with your host, Gemma Joel. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the fourth episode on the podcast. I cannot believe we're on episode four already. I feel like the time has just flown by since I started this podcast a couple of months ago. And I really want to start off by saying a huge thank you to everyone who's been tuning in so far. It really does mean a lot to me that you've been listening. And I hope you found the content in the previous episodes helpful or at least a little bit entertaining. If this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, then let me introduce myself. My name is Gem and I'm a health and behavior change coach a registered nutritionist, and a so-called dating guru. The whole point of this podcast is to delve deeper into the different topics surrounding love, sex, dating, relationships. I kind of want to be that person who can give you some reassurance and hopefully help you to understand more about the psychology of why we do what we do when it comes to dating. And today's episode really focuses on that important topic of self-love. I'm going to be joined by the lovely Grace Preston, who is also a health coach, a registered nutritionist, and a CBT therapist too. We're going to be chatting about how to learn to love yourself and how this can improve your romantic relationships, as well as some techniques that you can try to implement from today to help you achieve this. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi Grace, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Hi Gemma, I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I'm looking forward to this episode because I think it's going to be an insightful conversation around self-love. It's such an important conversation that the listeners will really benefit from. Yeah, me too. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast as well, because I'm really looking forward to kind of just talking about this topic and delving deeper into the reasons why self-love is so important, because I do think it's something that so many people struggle with. And Um, you know it's not always something that people have to struggle with so if I can kind of help share that message a little bit more then you know that's something that's really great for me too. Absolutely love that so for the listeners who don't know who you are would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah of course so I'm a health coach and nutritionist at Second Nature so I kind of work day to day with people um, building healthier habits and kind of uh, making positive changes to their lifestyle I'm also a qualified CBT therapist as well. So, um, you know, part of my day-to-day job, I work with people's mindsets around food or just their relationships with their body um, or just general kind of overall well-being and trying to kind of encourage them to take that more positive approach to their well-being. So, yeah, that's kind of what I do day-to-day. Amazing. That must be such a rewarding role to have and to be able to have such a positive impact on people's lives. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, when, when you do see that kind of light bulb moment happen and, and people really working to try and challenge some of the negative mindsets that they have and, you know, start to think a little bit more positively about themselves mm. and, you know, and seeing that impact on their lives as well. I think it's such a rewarding job and um, that's the kind of rewarding part of my job. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's really rewarding. Oh, I love that. And I can imagine it it takes a long time to be able to change those thought patterns um, and the way that we feel about ourselves mm-hmm. yeah no definitely mindsets really come down to those core beliefs that we have and they are often mm-hmm. learned from childhood they're learned from being you know really young in age mm-hmm. maybe we've got those beliefs from parents or just kind of things 
that we've developed when we're so young. So as you can imagine, over time, those mindsets have been going on for years and years. So, you know, working to change those mindsets does take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And that's why it's really important when it's working on changing those mindsets. I first thing that I say is to have a bit of patience and be compassionate with yourself that, you know, you won't be able to change those mindsets overnight. And you may still be finding that you're moving back to those kind of negative mindsets. But yeah, with a bit of time, a bit of effort, um, it is possible to change that. Definitely, I can completely agree with that. And I think we were raised in a society that didn't really give us much much belief or like many tools to help us build self-love you know when we think about self-love it could be mental well-being physical well-being mm -hmm. um so as we get older if we've, we've gone through all of these experiences in childhood adolescence then we get to adulthood and it can have such an impact on our relationships would you agree oh yeah definitely and, and that is the thing you know our mindset isn't just about kind of how we see ourselves but it's about how it's projected into our wider, mm. our wider world, you know, with our relationships, um, you know, the, the way we go about living our life, that is kind of what our mindset shapes, as well as just the, the opinions that we have of ourselves. And that's why, you know, if we're working inwards within ourselves, often that will then have a kind of propelling effect to our outer relationships and the other, you know, the other day, day-to-day behaviours that we have. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think it affects everything. Definitely. And I guess then, if we think about your definition of self-love, how would you define it? That's a really good question. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily, you know, a set definition of self-love. I think everyone's got their own perception of what self-love is. For me, self-love is acting in a way that serves you at your highest self. Mm. So, like you know, the way that you live your life, you're, you're doing that in a way that serves you at your highest self. So, mm. you know, you at your best. And, and also it's, it's in those times when you don't want to serve yourself at the highest, highest self, you know, when you don't want to necessarily do something that you know is going to make you feel good, but it's doing it anyway. I think that, yeah. that is what, that is what self-love is. It's, okay I don't always you know it might be let's say going to the gym or eating well like mm. we sometimes don't always want to make those choices but we know that that is going to be serving us in our best self if we do um and also kind of setting those limits for yourself as well and knowing where your boundaries are mm. I think that that is self-love um and the other thing that I really have come to terms with is the fact that self-love isn't about it being a feeling I don't think I don't think self-love is a feeling I think it's a choice I think self-love is a choice that you make for yourself every single day mm. people have this really kind of skewed view of self-love sometimes that it's about that oh I'm, I'm in love with myself it's that mm. feeling of like you know I love myself but you know there are times when you probably don't feel that love for yourself or you do oh, have those definitely. negative thoughts. I can agree with that. Yeah. yeah, or you don't have those those positive thoughts about yourself, but you choose to show up for yourself. Yeah. And that's what self-love is for me. It's not like, oh, I love myself every single day. I love everything about me. Mm -hmm. You know, there are still going to be things that you maybe don't like about yourself and you don't necessarily have those positive thoughts, but you're choosing to act in a way mm -hmm. that serves you well. 
Um, so it's a choice and it's actions. It's not a feeling. And that's kind of how I see self-love. Interesting. I think that's a great explanation of it, actually. And if we think about self-love and exactly what you've just said um, about kind of like prioritising yourself and showing up for yourself, mm. if someone is struggling to do that, how could they get started with doing that? That's a great question. Um, and I think the first thing, it's really about addressing the thoughts that you have. It comes down to those inner thoughts that we have, really. I think the first thing to do when it comes to looking at how to love yourself, you know, maybe you're in a place where you don't really feel like you have that, that love and that kind of um, compassion for yourself. And I think that a lot of that comes down to that inner critic that we have. Mm. And so the first thing to do is identify the thoughts that you have day to day, you know, yeah. Um, because, you know, one of the things that that is really important to remember is that our thoughts really impact our behavior. So if your thoughts are in kind of a more negative space and you're maybe thinking about yourself in a critical way and you're, you know, you're, you're saying things that are maybe kind of not serving you well, then that is then going to impact your behavior, which as we said in the beginning is, is then going to impact your relationships, the way you live your life and yeah, all of those sure. other things in your life. So I think for me, the first thing is to really address that inner critic that you have and those thoughts that you have, um, whether that's in relation to your abilities or the way you look, your image, um, you know, just, just generally that kind of, that little voice that you have in your mind, you know, we can all relate to that little mm. inner voice that we have. And if that inner voice isn't on your side and it isn't serving you well, then it's really important to work to challenge that and work to try and find that alternative voice that you can offer for yourself. Because for me, I think, you know, another thing self-love is, is being that emotional, emotionally safe place. You yeah. know, we think about all of those places that are really safe for us, you know, and that might be an external place. It might be a person that's emotionally safe, mm. but we also have to have that emotionally safe person within ourselves. And if that person and that inner voice and that inner critic isn't emotionally safe, then we're not serving ourselves well and and we we are then only going to be relying on those external safe places to to serve us very interesting way of looking at that and if we if we think about challenging that mindset what what would you suggest as a first point of so if i so for example if i was having a bad day or i could feel myself i mean maybe i looked in the mirror and i didn't like mm. what i saw are there any strategies that you would suggest for challenging those thoughts to be more positive? Yeah, so like I said, I think firstly identifying that. So if you, mm. um, you know, because the, the thing really to remember is that those inner voices and those niggly, like kind of negative thoughts that we have are firstly really natural. Um, and, you know, it's not realistic to expect us to never have them. Like I said, even if we still have those thoughts, self-love is about kind of choosing to act in a different way. So I think firstly, identifying that that thought is negative is, is a really, really great step. Mm. And if we can actually kind of in that moment recognize that, okay, I've just looked at myself and I've said something that I don't like. Maybe I say, oh, I don't like 
my legs or mm. I, my legs look fat or whatever it might be let's say we, we say that um I think you know being able to have that moment to stop and say okay I've had that thought mm. but how is that serving me is that helping me or is it harming me I think those two questions are are really really great because the chances are that negative thought will never be helping us definitely and so then if we identify that it's harming us it's about asking okay well is there something else that I can say to myself that is going to be helping me yeah I love that the the question is it helping me or is it harming me Mm -hmm. I think that's such a simple question that you can ask yourself um and almost to get to that trigger point of when you do experience a negative thought for that question to pop into your mind and to really think about it so that you can identify those thoughts before actioning it yeah of course absolutely and and you know the the challenging part or the the most difficult part is being able to challenge that that Mm -hmm. thought sometimes people find writing it down helpful for that because these thoughts that we experience are so deep-rooted often within our core beliefs that we often find it quite hard to really identify just how kind of distorted that might be or or how um how negative that might be but when we write it down I think seeing it on paper and like kind of reading those words back to ourselves can be really powerful totally Um, agree I I journal every day and mm. it's something that I always tell clients to do if they if they can do it because for me, writing down my thoughts and feelings and either reading it back or even as I'm writing it, I'm like, oh my God, mm. like you almost like start to unpick the thoughts as you're writing them or mm. reading it back and then going, hold on, where's the evidence here? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel this this way about something, but this is just my thought process. It doesn't mean that this is actually going to happen or you know or has happened mm-hmm. I think we we tend to spend a lot of time either in the past or the future rather than being mindful and focusing on the mm-hmm. present yeah which can have such an impact on the way that we view ourselves mm-hmm. yeah definitely so if we think about what you've just said in terms of challenging those thoughts and and maybe using that question is it helping me or is it harming me if we relate that back to relationships what impact can a negative mindset have on your relationship with someone romantically well I think it comes down to again the fact that these thoughts and that negative mindset can project outwards really if we don't have that kind of internal positivity and you know self-love and compassion towards ourselves often what that means is that we're seeking that love externally Mm. and so therefore we're constantly seeking that validation from you know if we're thinking about relationships it's trying to seek that love from someone else because we don't have it within ourselves and I can imagine if um, someone's feeling I don't know they're not in a great mindset they might be feeling insecure they're looking for that external validation from a partner mm-hmm. um and I can just yeah I can just picture it that I, I've been in this position as well um years ago where if that partner is not giving you what you want mm-hmm. if you're looking for something in them that you don't have in yourself it can almost cause friction in mm. the relationship which can then lead to arguments and I think it's it, it just becomes a bigger thing than it than it needs to really yeah definitely 
I, I something I can relate to as well. And I think, you know, when you, you're not really sure of who you are or you've not got that inner peace, mm. then almost like we're expecting something else from other people because you're not getting that that validation from yourself. Interesting, interesting. So for those who are listening to this right now, whether they are single or they're in a relationship and they're really struggling with that inner critic mm-hmm. and and having that self-love and it's having an impact on finding someone that they want to be with or it's having an impact on their relationship right now. Are there any tips that you would give for them to try and build that love within themselves? I think it's about thinking truly about who you are and what you want and what makes you happy Mm. and acting in a way that aligns with that. So whether that's, you know, I think there's, I think there's a couple of things here. Cause I think there's the actions that you can take day to day. So, you know, talking about self care and, and really self care can be anything. It's, it's just showing up for yourself in a way that makes you feel good. So that might be, you know, um, it could be trivial things like having a bath and, mm. you know, putting on a face mask and doing things that that truly make you happy. But then it could also be those kind of internal things where you're you're giving yourself words of affirmation and you're um, you're setting yourself boundaries. You're you're distributing your time wisely. You're you know, you're setting limits within yourself. So I think there's those kind of external actions that you can take, the things that you can do to make you happy and the things that Mm. you enjoy doing, you know, whether that's starting a new hobby that you enjoy or, you know, finding something else, because I think that's something else to consider in a relationship is that if you've got that self-love and you've got that kind of, that validation internally, it means that you have your own life to live as well. And I can imagine then, you're almost like self-sufficient yeah. and that will improve your relationship if anything. 100% because if we don't have that internal self-love and that kind of validation internally and that inner peace then it means that we're constantly going to be living in a life where we are we are not feeling whole mm. you know there's that saying isn't it that oh it's my other half but actually no we need to be whole we need to be complete ourselves because mm. you know ultimately anything could happen and you know we might we might lose our partner the next day or something might happen and then and then what do we do we have to really have that inner peace within ourselves and so you know I think having that self-love is about finding your own life to to live alongside your partner or to live Mm. you know you know if you're dating not constantly seeking that validation from the people that you are dating and remembering that if it doesn't work out, you are totally okay with that too. Absolutely. You know, regardless of the outcome, you know, let's say you're dating someone and it's going really, really well and you, you know, you, you are starting to like them. You've got to be comfortable with the fact that yes, it might work out, but also I'm comfortable mm. with the idea that it might not because I know that if it doesn't work out, I'm going to be really happy on my own again because I've got that complete self-love, you know, and that's because I I've, that. I've built that love within myself so that whatever happens, I know that I'm happy on my own yeah. and I don't need anyone else to complete me. And I think getting to that place is so important so that you can just continue to live that happy, fulfilled life yeah. that doesn't involve another person always. And so coming back to that kind of like what to do to kind of work on that self-love like I said, it's those actions that you take day to day, 
like the running bubble baths it's going on a long walk for, you, for yourself and going and having lunch with yourself and just mm. being happy and content on your own in your own mind I think one thing that people don't really do because of how busy our life is right now but just sit and being with yourself mm. you know what ask yourself when the last time where you sat there and just thought and just was was within your thoughts within yourself because I think when we do that we really just start to understand who we are and like what you know what we want and and actually just become comfortable with being being our own best friend that's something oh, that I like, like that that's such a great way to think that's, about that, it that's something that I really kind of really recognize and consider now because you know ultimately we are living with ourselves for the rest of our life mm. and we have to create that internal emotionally safe place like I said earlier and um and I think part of that is being your own cheerleader being your own best friend and providing yourself that kind of safe space internally to just sit and think and be content um and so I think just kind of taking those moments to do that will be a really great step and just getting comfortable with being in your own mind yeah. um and I think the other thing as well working with that self-love is kind of setting those boundaries both within yourself and externally as well so whether that's writing down a list of the things that you want to do in order to kind of prioritizing yourself um you know let's say it's you've got a million and one plans coming up and you don't really know which you know you feel like it's kind of that burnout mm. where you know I, I'm sure you can relate Jen but you know where you've got a million and one things yeah lined up and ultimately all you can think about is just that it's going to be totally exhausting for it's you the dread the feeling of dread before it's even happened yeah. yeah and so setting a boundary might be just having that thought right which of these are you know which is prioritizing me mm. in, in what which one of these events is my well-being going to be compromised and that is is not an easy thing to no. do it's almost you you need to train yourself to be able to say no mm -hmm. and I think the first few times god I remember the first time I'd done it was years ago and I felt so guilty afterwards mm. I was like oh my god I feel so guilty for putting myself first mm. but actually now I'm like no that is the best thing that you can do for yourself is to prioritize yourself because you're not only becoming a better person for yourself then, but you're becoming a better person for your friends, for your family, for your romantic relationships. Mm. You you need to become someone that you can fall in love with, first of all, because especially when it comes to relationships, I've, I feel especially now with myself that I could fall in love with someone now because I'm so content with myself mm. and I am self-sufficient that when I'm finding someone else that I really like or you know I'm getting on with it becomes a thing of well actually this person if they're adding value to my life it's going to make my life even better than it already is and it gives you that excitement yeah but for those who are listening if this is something that you're struggling with I promise you you can get through it it just takes a lot of patience mm -hmm. a lot of perseverance a lot of work mm -hmm. but you I think if you want something badly enough you will work towards getting it yeah and if you're in a, a space right now that is is pretty negative it's going back to what you just said Grace is really taking the time to think and thinking about yourself and what you can do mm -hmm. to put those actions in place 
and self-care like self-care is so important I I know for me I've got a tendency to overthink and I can get in my own head over absolutely nothing sometimes and I've kind of trained myself to pull myself back and go hold on a second I have just had this one thought and now it's spiraled Mm -hmm. into 5,000 different things that haven't even happened that might not even happen so I always have to like pull myself out of that and go it's okay you know Mm -hmm. and for self-care reasons I know um, exercise is one of the things that has a massive positive impact on my mental well-being and if I am in my head, even getting outside for a walk, mm-hmm. when me and you go for our walk. So for anyone listening, me and Grace, um, we live near each other. And because we work remotely, we're quite lucky that we can go for lunchtime walks. And we've now started calling them therapy walks <laughs> because they're just, they're just so soothing, like, especially if we've had a really busy morning in our head and we've got stuff to talk about me and you have just got such a good relationship that we can we can just hash it out and like Mm -hmm. in like half an hour we'll unpick each other's thoughts and I'll go home and I'll go oh my god I feel so much better because I've had that great conversation with a friend and I've also had the exercise so it's protecting my mental well-being and my physical well-being yeah and it's something when you when you think about it, it's actually something quite small so as you said, it, it's finding that person, whether yeah. it's internal, external, you need to love yourself, but you need to be around positive influences and people that are going to bring out the best in you and have a good impact on your life. Yeah, absolutely. And and one, one you really kind of brought something to mind there, that I, the, one of the pieces of advice that I give to a lot of my clients is to ask what they would say to a friend if they mm. were having similar thoughts. I think that that's such a powerful question because you know, often the, the the things that we say to ourselves in our mind is not something that we would say ever no say to way. our friends. No so, you know, I think about our walks and often, you know, you'll come to me with with something that you're struggling with and, and a niggling thought that you've been having. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'd be able to give you the best advice on that. And And often I don't take that advice myself. So I sometimes have to really mm-hmm. check myself and be like, I've just given Jem some really important words of wisdom there mm. and I need to take that and then I'll be a hypocrite and go and have a similar yeah. thought myself. But we're so we're so much better at giving advice than taking it. I think everyone struggles with this. Yeah. I, I, I actually wonder why. Why do you think everyone struggles with taking their own advice? Well, we find it so much harder to take our own advice because we are naturally in our minds, we have our own view of the world internally mm. based on kind of like what I said about those core beliefs that we've developed over time you know we each are exposed to very similar stimulus around us every single day but we have different ways of interpreting it and that's because you know these deep-rooted beliefs will form our thoughts and so internally they don't make sense yeah and they a lot make, of my thoughts don't make sense <laughs> not a lot of my thoughts don't make sense and that is why we have to challenge them and that's yeah. why it's difficult to pick up on them because they don't make sense sometimes but when someone else tells us those same thoughts they they clearly sound irrational or they clearly sound distorted or negative really yeah. negative and we can't necessarily hear that in our internal mind unless we have that ability to to check in on them and like you said Jem earlier you know we have to really question whether those thoughts are fact or whether they are just a thought yeah. because sometimes they are just thoughts and we don't need to take them as gospel mm. um 
And it's okay to have those thoughts as well sometimes, but asking yourself, you know, would I really say this to my friend? Yeah. You know, yeah. we've we've all been there where we'll tell ourselves, like, oh, like, oh, Grace, like, why did you do that? You're so stupid, or oh, you're awful today, mm-hmm. like look at your hair, or you know, you you your belly looks awful today. You know, we we've all had those thoughts. Yeah. But would I ever say that to my friend? Like, no, no I probably wouldn't. No way. You can relate that back as well to relationships yeah. when you think when when you like someone or when you're talking to someone you'd be like well he doesn't like me you know yeah. he doesn't like me and you have all these these negative emotions and you're convincing yourself that what you're saying and what you're saying in your head is true mm-hmm. um and and what you were saying earlier about like is this thought helping me or harming me the other one that I always like to keep in my mind is taking your thought to court yeah because that's another one that can pop into your mind mm-hmm. take your thought to court yeah say you like someone romantically at the moment and you're convincing yourself that you're not good enough for them or they don't like you Mm -hmm. or they don't like you enough to pursue it any further or they don't want to spend time with you or something like that where is the evidence Mm -hmm. because if the evidence isn't weighing up against your thoughts that's when you really need to challenge yourself yeah yeah I, I agree um and you know just on the the negative thoughts thing I really just want to emphasize that you can it's still possible to have negative thoughts and still have that self-love mm. because I think people have this really misconceived notion of what self-love is and the, the idea that we have to be positive about ourselves all the time. It's and not that realistic. Is, that's just not realistic. And also, like I said, those negative thoughts are going to happen. Mm. But self-love is still acting in a way that is showing up for yourself. So yeah. an, a nice example of that is looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, I don't really look like how I look today. That might be the negative that thought you have. Yeah. But you still go and get a nice photo with your friend because yeah. you want to remember that memory and you want to have those mm. cherish those memories that you have. Or I don't really like how I look in, in, in a swimming costume, but I'm gonna go swimming anyway. Yeah. Because that is acting in that self-love way and showing up for yourself. It's a bit like, you know being in a relationship I I I mean it is like being in a relationship because you're in a relationship with yourself in the same way that your partner is going to frustrate you many times oh yes you're going to get frustrated by them and you're going to have those really niggling negative thoughts but you'll still go and make them tea Mm -hmm. and put it on the table for them or you might have kids and they wake you up in the middle of the night and you really don't want to get up and go and, and, you know, attend to them, Mm. but you do it anyway because you love them, you know, so you can still have those really negative thoughts about yourself, but it's the act that is the self-love bit. And it's not the getting rid of the negative thoughts. We can challenge those thoughts and, Mm. and we must do that as much as we can. And over time, the more we challenge them, the less we will have, but ultimately we're never going to get rid of them but self-love is is actually just acting in a way that is is showing up for yourself even when those negative thoughts are still there. I think that's a great explanation. I think that would be really helpful for people who are listening to this right now. Yeah. Um, so do you think, with all of this in mind, that it's possible to love someone else romantically if you don't love yourself completely? I mean, like, it's definitely possible to, to love someone else. Um, but I think the the better relationships and the more fulfilling relationships are the ones where you've got that internal inner, inner peace mm-hmm. before you then go and seek that 
love elsewhere Definitely. Um, because you can work in harmony together then mm. neither of if, if both parties of the relationship have got that kind of internal self-worth internal self-love then they're flourish. gonna work together they're not mm. gonna be kind of fighting for each other's attention love you know or whatever because they else. know because I guess if you're feeling completely happy in yourself we're not you know as, as happy as you can be mm. you don't need to have that attention there constantly because yeah. you know that that person loves you without mm. needing that validation yeah and that's that's the thing as well it's like if you're really happy and content with yourself it means that you are going to be acting in your best way yeah. you know you are going to be your true authentic self mm. and therefore you're going to seek someone who is actually right for you you know, yeah. I've definitely been in a place where I haven't really had that self-love and, you know, I've not always had that kind of self-esteem or my, my self-esteem might have been lower. And I feel like the people that I attract aren't really the people that are for me because I'm not really acting in my in a way that is truly aligned with who I am. That's such an interesting point. You know, I didn't even think about that before, but I've I've done that so many times throughout the years. I've yeah. attracted the wrong person because I'm trying to be someone different 100% and yeah and that's a great point yeah and that's it like you feel that you need to kind of act in a different way because Mm. you 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 are kind of desiring that love externally so much that you're doing everything you can to get it and then once you get it you can't have a substantial relationship out of it because that person just isn't for you yeah and and you're not being your true self so therefore you know further down the line there is going to be problems in that relationship Mm. because you know, eventually that is going to come on it, on its head when you aren't yourself and, you know, you might be feeling insecure when you are kind of letting your guard down a little bit or mm. whatever it might be, that there will be problems there. And and therefore, you know, if you, if you work on being your truest self and remembering your self-worth, remembering who you are, remembering that you don't need that external validation and you have that validation within yourself, then all that's going to do is attract the person that is meant for you and Definitely. the person that's going to like add value to your life yeah. rather than complete you. Basically, you by learning to accept yourself, you will find the right person. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that's an amazing way to look at it. Yeah. Brilliant. So I think to wrap everything up, we have spoken about so many interesting things today. Mm. Um, if someone is listening to this podcast right now and they are really struggling to love themselves, what would be your one piece of advice for them? My one piece of advice would be to look at yourself in the mirror and actually just tell yourself what you like about you. It doesn't have to be image. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything about how you look. It, mm. it might be if that's something that you're struggling with but just something that you like about yourself. I think we have become so accustomed in society to always talk about the things that we hate about ourselves. It's like, it's a really kind of an inbuilt thing within us, especially women, I think, that we are so ingrained to put ourselves down all the time. But I think we really need to work on bigging ourselves up and and not be ashamed to do that. I think that there's a lot of kind of negativity about, self-love and and actually loving yourself I think people and and it can come across narcissistic sometimes Mm. you know especially in in kind of 
social media ways maybe yeah it's almost like we have to find that middle ground yeah where we shouldn't love ourselves too much yeah but we should also love ourselves but one thing we need to remember is you're never going to make everyone happy no. so just focus on making yourself happy yeah uh, but you know my point there was that you know it can can be seen as that negative thing mm. because of the the selfies and all of that and you know all posted photos yeah. of yourself all the time like you know people might see that as a kind of a way of seeking attention yeah. and that might be an, an, an external yeah. validation that they, that person needs but actually loving yourself is a really positive thing and I don't yeah. think people should be ashamed of that Definitely. so looking at yourself in the mirror and, and actually just telling yourself what you like about yeah. you like you know whether it's it's your honesty I really like um I really like how open and emotional I am you know that's something that I yeah. really like about myself and you know I, I'm not afraid to say that and I don't think people should be afraid to say what they like about themselves and it doesn't have to be anyone else I think yeah. just do it for you do it for yourself I and agree. actually just give yourself that affirmation yeah give yourself that kind of internal validation of who you are as a person and what you like about yourself so that you can go about your day and have that positivity and not constantly dwelling on those negative things that we are so accustomed to doing and um, you know I think the whole mirror thing because you look at yourself in the mirror guarantee the most people will look at themselves and the first thing they, that they will go to is something that they don't like like nitpicky they will yeah. nitpick or they'll be like oh I've got a spot there yeah That'll be the first thing that you see yeah but actually no change that look at yourself in the mirror and mm. tell yourself for the first time the first thing what do I like about myself and and like and, and actually remember it listen to that and mm. you know and validate that yeah, I really, really like that. And if if someone, I guess it can be um, maybe a weird thing to look in the mirror and say that out loud. What do you think about saying it um, like just in the voice in your head or writing it down? Do you think that would have the same impact? Absolutely. Yeah, of course it is. But, you know, it doesn't, it's, not, it's also not a bad thing to say it out loud either. Yeah. You know, saying it out loud affirms it. It, yeah. it makes it real. Yeah, that's um, true. And you can hear that then as well and validate that within, mm. within yourself. So don't be afraid to say it out loud, shout it, you know. Do you know, I've never done it. I might actually try it. it. I might try it tonight and see how I get on. Let me the know next door neighbour will be like, that girl's talking to herself in the mirror. <laughs> Well, that's fine. Tell them, tell them to do it too. Like, look, I love myself, okay? I'm just Share trying to work on my self-love. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for, for coming here today and Aww. speaking to me about, well, speaking to the listeners, really, about how to love yourself and to build that self-love. Um, we really have covered some, some great topics. And I think the one thing that I've taken from this, and hopefully the listeners have too, is to scale it back, Think about what you can do to work on your mindset mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Because whether you're in a relationship now or you're dating or you're single, if you want to find that person that's right for you, you have to stay true to yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, just, just one final thing is to just have patience with yourself as mm. well. You know, self-love takes time and, and it doesn't always happen. Like I said at the beginning, it's a choice. Yeah. And you have to choose that every day. Yeah. Wake up and choose to serve yourself in the best possible way in, in every action that you take and and don't be afraid to do that mm -hmm. don't be afraid to set those boundaries and and if you do struggle with that you know that's okay it takes time even if you just manage that one little thing that you know you've done just for yourself 
that's great. You know, celebrate that and go again tomorrow doing something else that celebrates yeah. you too. It's an ongoing process. Of course. That takes daily work. Yeah. It doesn't, it, there's no end point. Yeah. You just build on that self-love. 100%. Amazing. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you for having me. Take it's care. been a pleasure. No, it's been amazing. We love love. <laughs> love is the best. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do like, share and subscribe to the Dating Diaries podcast. It's now available to stream on Spotify, Apple and Google. That's all from me for now. But on the next episode, I'll be introducing attachment styles and how your different attachment style can impact your romantic relationships.